everyone. Welcome to today's podcast where all the stars are closer. Go with us on a weekly journey where identity, purpose, and partnership meet with your host, Monique Nicole. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's star podcast. It's your girl, your host, Mo Nicole. Monique Nicole, if we ain't friends yet, but we are going to be. Uh, welcome to Star. We are your entity for single parenting, transforming, and achieving righteously. And you guys, I just want to thank you. Whether you are single parenting or not, and you're here, the link was shared. We are in an amazing series Thank you, God. We are at EYE Identity, a series on seeing yourself correctly. And I'm super excited. And I will not be before you long in this first segment because we have the rest of our interview with my good friend, guest slash co-host, uh, guest co-host, Mr. James Taylor. And he did a great job. We just really appreciate him. And he has some more content in this episode. And it's a little bit longer. So I'm going to kind of just give you the base of part one of illegitimate identity. And we know we're calling this series and these, um, principles EYE identity because it's an identity based on seeing ourselves correctly as the creator has established and that's what we're trying to really do and convey in this whole series but in these episodes on illegitimate identity we're trying to do like we talked about in foundations and fountains and you got to go back and listen to all of that because we're a progressive podcast so we're going to go forward and sometimes it may seem like oh I don't know what she's talking about so please if you see that you're in part two by the time the link was shared by someone or you're just joining us in the podcast you have to check out part one to get the full scope But in Foundations and Fountains, we said that you cannot put good things on bad structures or bad foundations. So it's the same concept with our identity. You cannot go into your new best created version of yourself without really dealing with who you're not that you have become like we talked about how you're not insecure you're not ratchet you're not trifling you're not a bad person you're not uh worthless but you have to tear those down and sometimes it's a lot harder to tear stuff down that we're familiar with than to build up what we're not familiar with and so it's really uh, it's a caveat because sometimes it's harder to build yourself up if you still have pieces of you that are are correlating with the old part of you. So all of that is for this particular episode. And just to do the most basic recap, basically what we did was the illegitimate identity process in part one and our reference scriptures because we told you our primary source is the bible and if you want to know why please check out foundations and fountains i think i really gave it to you in there so genesis 3 11 was where god spoke to my heart about who told you that you were naked and in that scripture i found that he was talking to adam and eve after they had eaten from the tree in the garden of Eden that he told them not to. And when we went back 
to Genesis 2.25, we realize that they were naked and unashamed initially. And that's the thing. We have been created initially to be ourselves and unashamed. And we talked about what ourselves looks like in... um Part one, excuse me. So part one, we really broke that down, which is why you want to hear who told you that you were naked part one before you get into this. But at the base of it, we were created to be beings that were able to fulfill our created selves with no shame. But because of life, because of experiences, because of external voices, we moved away from that. And then then we went to the next verse in Genesis and it basically was where the serpent came into the garden. He began to um, make them question God. So that's the second eye. The first eye in the illegitimate identity process is that there's an intent for our lives. We come into the world. We should be naked and unashamed. We should be confident and unashamed. We should be victorious and unashamed. We should be conquerors of our lives and you know, making other people's lives better and unashamed. We should have our faith and be unashamed. All of those things. But then life comes, then social media comes, then uh, exes come, life comes, and we forget what we were brought here to do and who we were brought here to be. And then we get questions through, you know, social media, different aspects of life that say, you know, has God really said that you can, you know, get married again with all those kids? Has God really said anybody would love you after you slept with all those people? Has God really said that you can, you know, go out and own your own business after you have been fired from three people's jobs? Has God really said that you can be debt free? Has God really said that you can be healthy after you've lived a life where you don't understand the concept of what needs to be in your body and what doesn't those are those serpents so we know that's the second eye the inquiry the things that cause deception to come so that's really been an important part of the whole thing that we're talking about and I know I'm trying to go kind of fast and hit these points because I really want you just to go back but the third eye which is where our interview lies in the inventory is where God goes back to them after he gave them the intention which is that they be naked and unashamed after the serpent in the inquiry which asked them has God really said you're really those things um and then even the fact that the serpent says, you know, has God really told you not to do certain things which keep us from harm? Because that's really the whole point. Some of the things that we don't think are harmful are the things that are tearing us up and building those illegitimate identities. And that's why this whole series is so important because some people are really saying, has God really said that I can't have sex before I get married? Has God really said that I can't be unforgiving towards my ex? Has God really said that I shouldn't slash his other baby mama tires? Yeah, check, check your Bible, check, check your life. If, if it's working, then don't worry about it. I'm wrong. But if it's not, check your life and then check the Bible. So, uh, or vice versa. The, the, the third eye is the inventory. And that's where we're going in and we are doing the work to just really try to see how did I get here? And that's my only word for you guys today is the who told you that you were naked comes from the deception that a lot of us eat 
And that's where we really want to get whole and healthy in that place because that's the place that we've been living in. And this is deep. And a lot of people may feel like this is uncomfortably deep because we live in such a shallow world. But I just really understood that most of our tests are recurring in our lives because we're too busy being busy while we're taking the test instead of being still so that we can focus on the passing of it. So a lot of times people say, you know, it's biblical. We're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, 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 even if they're not in church, even if you're just a person in corporate, go on a lot of websites. They have what you call testimonials, right? They want people to give feedback about how something that they tested really worked. This is the thing about a test, right? Go back to school. If you are taking a test and you talking too much or you're playing or you're scrolling or you're talk or you're watching TV or whatever you're doing while you're taking the test, there's a high chance that you are going to A, get in trouble by the teacher if you're in the room or B, fail the test. And I think that that has been the the real caveat to a lot of us getting out of our illegitimate identities because we're so locked into the test and the circumstances and the failure of what is happening that we don't see that we have to really be still so that the person who is our guide for the test our creator god our father can really speak to us and help us pass those tests so that we can finally have a testimony. And so for me, that is my testimony. I had to keep going through and keep going through and keep going through a lot of things, a lot of relationships, a lot of jobs in order to figure out a lot of uh, debt to figure out that I'm talking too much. And so even though I'm talking a lot on this podcast, one of the things I'm even learning in my life, you guys, is that when you are in a place where you want to grow and change, you probably are going to have to separate yourself. You probably are going to have to cut some people off. You probably are going to have to stop doing some things because you have to get still in order to pass the test. Because a lot of times we don't even know what the questions are, more or less the answers. We, we, we see the problem, but we are not seeking the solution and that's the word that I have for you today especially what's going on in the world around us there's a lot of problems and people I believe in talking about problems in fact in segment two we're going to talk about one of the aspects that we aspire to in this entity which is uh talking about real professional counseling and therapy that a lot of people need if not everybody everybody needs somebody to talk to and especially in certain communities I told you I'm brown therapy has not been popular but I am telling you we're going to talk about that in segment two it's necessary because you do need to talk about the problem and that's what therapy counseling healthy uh ordained people in your life not your friends not your mama not your big mama not your auntie not not none of that I'm talking about people who have been trained and who God has ordained because everybody who's a a licensed counselor and therapist is not yours but we are going to tell you that there are people created for you to be able to get your problem on the table with that's really important but if all you do is forever talk about your problem you're wasting your money and your time 
And a lot of us, like I tell you, when we thank you every time, and let me thank you now, when you listen to this podcast, you are investing your most important commodity, which is time. And time is either wasted or invested. And so if you are only going to live your life in the problem position, you're going to stay there. If you're always going to say it's their fault, they left me, they cheated, they did me wrong, she's trifling, they don't understand, my job is wrong, my friends are wrong, my, my ex is wrong, my baby daddy, my baby mama, my mama, my dad, everybody else is the problem then you're going to live in that position. And basically, that's the proverbial test that you're taking. You're going to live in the test. And at STAR, the T is for transformation. And we told you that the T in our transformation is through the cross in Christ. You are going to have to push yourself into the one who you can do everything through. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So we want you to get through this illegitimate EYE identity so you can get into the real EYE identity version of yourself that you can see correctly and be blessed by it. And we know that you'll do that when you are able to seek solutions. So in segment two, y'all, we got some solutions and I love you and I can't wait for you to hear them. So Come with us into segment two, and we know we're going to bless you, boo. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Podcast. Let's jump into illegitimate EYE identity with our guest slash co-host in segment two, Mr. James Taylor. So we talked a lot about culture. We talked a lot about um, the response of identities in culture and just, you know, um, the the false identities that come with being insecure, that come with um, thinking that over-sexualizing ourselves. And we were talking a lot about from a woman's perspective. We're going to get into men because I want to know what y'all feel like our labels on y'all too. Uh, but I want to backtrack because one of the things we do is we're not religious here. We're about relationship. Um, this is not just, uh, you know, follow the pastor. This is about follow Christ and then he'll lead you to the right one. So do you think that there are labels or false identities that you've seen or heard or experienced in religion that contribute to feelings of behavior about illegitimate identities? So do I feel about religion? Anything religious? Like, so let's, yeah, so like church, for instance, do you feel like churches, religious organizations have also uh helped make false identities happen in people like labels farce and rip to in the in the representation of the of 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 the man the the single parent period like think church right uh the woman that comes in with kids do you think she gets a label in the church honestly in the church no in in any other setting yeah she gets criticized uh, off top um, for the most part. I mean... That's interesting you said that, though. Like, most people say yes that... It doesn't depend on how much you in the church. I mean, I am in the church a lot, but uh, I was a youth at Concord. I mean, like... Yeah. Two, I can think three... Church, um, seriously, I'm in the church. But... Right. Um, I mean, but me, I'm not... See, that question, if, if it was worded different, because, see me, I'm not... 
I'm one of them church people that yeah they over there they talk yeah I'm, I'm, I don't but like, you're not so I know like you as the individual right understood you're not judging you your mind is different you come from a household where you respect the woman who raised right. her kids by herself but I'm and saying I'm trying to hear it and I'm, and I'm not trying to hear that either right so you you create an environment where people can't bring that drama to you which makes you awesome but in general even in your life do you know people like they don't fool with church because they feel like the church has certain labels like you walk in your your dress not long enough you you don't have the mold or well if we and we're going deep i mean i don't know if we're going deep or not but i don't want to go astray but uh new gen- new generation i mean i come from old church i still go to old church and i pay now i do visit the new churches which is most of my generation is going to right and the reason why they have strayed away from the old church is because of the dressing and stuff like that. New new churches, new pastor, he got some J's on his feet. And some tattoos. He got some tattoos. He got a story. He probably been to prison, came home. <laughs> I'm so serious. He ain't been to prison, but I'm saying he had some changes <laughs> right, yes, within yeah. his life. He's not a perfect guy. He's going to make sure he expressed right. that in his entirety to kind of show the youth we're related. I understand what you're going through. This and the third. Hey, we even dressing alike. I even make sure, I don't even uh, make sure that nothing goes to the public saying that, hey, Basically, come as you are. I mean, we know that in a traditional church, but granddad and grandma been going to church hats and suits, so we don't. It's that that feeling too. I mean, personally, that's my per, that's my outlook on that. Um, just knowing that coming going, uh, knowing what goes on in both churches and whatnot. Right, right. The the youth, uh, we do not going. We, we're not going to the old churches no more. We're going to the that's new churches. Super true. The new churches are in the ghettos, and they're about to be wiped away. I'm just being honest. Um, because you know I'm in the community, I do a right. lot of work, so I really truly know what's going on. And for the most part, the community that is there, the church community that that that, that the is traditional there, church, the traditional yeah. church with the guy who's been in the church, who's from the neighborhood, the new church, he's from out of town, X Y Z, out of town. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's right, a different right, right. Feel, so that's my outlook on that part right there. I, I ain't mean to go astray. And I got you. And, and, and so I'm gonna just say, for me and my story, I will be honest. I've experienced it. Um, I know people when I led um, some single parents in churches they've experienced it I think that especially for women it's more so than for men because we walk in you got kids people aren't judging you like being mean to you but it's like oh you want to lead what what's your situation and so then you say well I got four kids okay and then I for me I'm be real I if I say I'm divorced people have a little more tolerance because at least I could act like okay i'm married and it didn't work out and they'll be a little more forgiving but if i say okay well i was married i'm divorced but you know the last child i wasn't married to his father then it's like "Mm." well i I see where you're going and and i hate that part too um and it kind of me personally when they kind of go towards that way go go in that direction excuse me uh personally i hate when they kind of treat you guys like a charity case in a sense because um, and that's what, like, you were saying, like, you don't like that identity and whatnot. But, kind, but honestly, me, like, my mom, seven kids, single parent, she wore that. That was her identity. You better not, uh-uh, I don't need no, it ain't, I mean, and personally, that was bad in a sense of it didn't put a male in our home and we didn't grow up in that kind of structure. Right. Not. But far as of me knowing, and honestly, and that's probably why I'm, I ain't gonna say that's why I'm single here today, but you, I ain't, I'm not with the weakness. And honestly, um, just from a church standpoint, going back to the church and whatnot, like I said, I just don't like that persona, that image, and me being on the back, that's the only part that I do really pay attention to is that they kind of treat 
single mothers like a charity case absolutely and if we're not a charity case and we want to be you know like we we feel like this we're called to lead other people or help people it's almost like your character is questioned twice as much as someone else exactly and that's been my whole experience um like not my whole experience so i don't want to do that but i will say like because i love my pastor i love the church i go to but i will say i felt like there was a void in the church for this group of people and and i was like god you know i'm looking for people who look like me they walking out this thing but they're trying to transform too they trying to be whole too and it felt like i heard a lot of messages where oh you know if you're from a broken family you know we have a lot of broken families and that just really just i'm just gonna tell you it pissed me off i hate when people say that like we say on star there are no broken families there are only broken individuals who create families because you can be married i know lots of people who come from a mommy daddy household and they dysfunctional as all get out like your parents are dysfunctional individuals i'm just speaking with uh, a friend of mine and just speaking on people thinking that people just because you come from a two-parent household or something um that one situation is going to be better than the other and whatnot but uh her friend uh she's going to hear this and she's like why would you say that they don't know you stop we're we talking about, about you but basically her friend do not date guys who come from single parent household wow that's like, a label, man. I was like, you know, you know, I, I have a, uh, you know, I have a middle finger out, you know, to the side. Lord what she said, Jesus. You know, you know, it's all good. Go ahead. And that's one of the labels that come down to it because it's, it's like, oh, if you're a single parent, the statistics say you're more likely to have this, or your children are more likely to go to prison, or this is, and it's all these labels. I get people that ran statistics, and I get even that statistics have become facts based on the way people live. But like we say at start, if you got your identity. You got your purpose. You gonna get partnership, exactly. and and that's the thing. Like the beef is not with the fact that you have more challenges at, in some areas of your life because you're single parenting. The beef is that I can't be as successful as you because I'm single parenting. I can't win like you because I'm single parenting. That is unfair. Like I said, uh, being I mean, God bless the my mother. Like that's why I like that strong it's just i don't know it was just like she was like a force it was like the wind it was like you know like those movies where you just see like the wind blowing because you know like the stampede is coming that was her but she was just like one person and she wasn't going for it and that was and that was it but that kind of showed me like you know y'all are some powerful y'all and then having a baby by my i mean you know having her in my possession by myself with no help um just gives her more high five to, to the sky that's it. Right. And, and and so that's the thing that we just want y'all to know. Like as you go through these seasons, um, never let anybody limit you. Um, we we love the church, but don't even let the church limit you. You uh, that's why I said in the last portion, like I became submitted to God because that's who gave me my identity, that's who saved my life, my soul, all of those things. And when I did that, I stopped um thinking like my limitations were based on even church. Um, because they mean well, but those are human beings up there on those platforms. They still have to work through their own identity when they say certain things. And, um, that was the thing for me. Like my kids have a more whole mother than they ever had. Like when I was married, I was jacked up. You know what I mean? So I don't think now because I'm not married and I'm not in a relationship that my kids have a broken family. They have a whole family because their mom has her mind right. And, it's unfortunate that they had to experience 
um, a household shift, but if you stay in a household that's dysfunctional, you're still producing dysfunctional people. Uh, Two-parent household people do a whole bunch of jacked-up things every day. And that's the thing. We want you to be in one because that's what the partnership is going to be for you. We want you to be married so you can have that, but it's for a purpose. You're not getting married for company, boo. You get married for a purpose. It's like y'all should come together and be a power couple. Like, uh, take take over, like, darkness with your light when you get together. And if you don't and you just getting together for company, y'all just going to be dark together. That's sad. Yeah, company going to get old. Everything going to get old. <laughs> and before you know it, it's going to be over with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's what I've been telling everybody. Like, the win is not marriage, especially for our ladies. Like, that's an identity right there. We feel like we need the identity of a wife. Um, wife is a role. An identity is a conqueror. An identity is victorious. Is An identity is a child of God, Jehovah. Identity is not a wife. That's a role, boo. Even with my kids, as much as I love them, an identity is not a mother. That's a role I play. And so we can't become these things. We have to just do well at them and then just lay back down and say, who am I before God? So this is super good. But we are, look, we don't, I, this whole episode, y'all, it might be about an hour and a half. It's going to be all good. So now a lot of the time, uh, we're going to move forward. A lot of the time we often ask women how they believe their identity, which we've been talking about a lot, is impacted by men or AKA relationships. Um, do you think that's a fair assumption that men or past relationships define a woman's identity? I mean, you know, diary of a mad black. I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> they I mean, made a diary of a mad black man too. Hey, I saw look, that. But that was a, it was a comedy. That that diary <laughs> of a mad black woman was a horror film. Um, <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like y'all. Are, I mean, just the species of a male and female and whatnot. The emotion part. Yeah, everybody, both everybody emotional and whatnot. But the women being the woman, excuse me, being supposed to be the sensitive being. Uh, the, the I, I don't hope I ain't taking anything out of blowing anything out of context, but uh, honestly, most men are trying to be more masculine, while women are more supposed to be soft-hearted, kind-hearted, and whatnot. You guys hold stuff and whatnot. Um, guys, uh, I ain't gonna say love harder, but you know, uh, different man. I'm man different. Man love and woman love is a little different in my eyes and whatnot. Absolutely. Um, so you guys love totally different and whatnot in the outcome when it's not the outcome of the person in which you turn in their favor and whatnot. Uh, you know, the 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 after effect, you know, um sometimes could make a person turn into a person who they even know they was and whatnot, um, if they don't know they self. Um Yes, I but do. <laughs> yeah. So basically yeah relationships can have a little you know what i mean it, it can make a person better anyway go it's a learning effect you know what i'm saying uh but you know i've i, I haven't i haven't i've been you know i don't know many women but you know there are a lot of mean ones i'm sorry uh, <laughs> the uh, bitterness you the think bit, the bitterness the, comes from other relationships like yeah women and, like i don't I only like this because he did that <laughs> and honestly, uh, I'm, my circle is not small. You know, I'm an urban kid, but I do know people of this, you know, national. And this stuff is general. It ain't got nothing to do with race or nothing <laughs> right. like that. Men and men and women's women, BS is BS. And when somebody's tired, they're tired. Uh, but for real, though, with women, though, y'all do hold a lot of stuff a little hard. I mean, I mean, I guess that's men or women depend on, I mean, you know, the love, I guess. However you want to say it, we can, we can uh, dance around it all day. But. In general, what I'm saying is, uh, 
Um, I've known more women to hold on to stuff uh, after the relationship than a man. Some men just be like, you know, just testosterone. I don't know what that stuff is. That's in a man. That that's in I, because uh, I've done it myself. I'm guilty. But yeah, though, it can affect. Seriously, though, I've seen it. Though. And so that's my whole thing. Like my thing. Okay, so I was that girl. I was that girl. She was. Oh yeah, I was. I was. Oh, that, that was past tense. Yeah, you got to listen to foundations and fountains. Okay. So my whole thing was my foundation was rooted in the counterfeit principle. Like I was hate. I had hate in my heart. Like so, I felt like the reason why I'm insecure is because you cheated. The reason why you know what I mean. I'm like this is because you did that. You did it. You Who did. did it? You did. You did. It. <laughs> this man you gave me God. So that was my whole thing. And God gave. <laughs> God, you did. It. God, you did. It. I'm mad you at you too. And, you and that's real, y'all. That is real. People really do get mad at God. They're like, God, you let this happen. I ain't gonna lie, be like, God, bro, you should have hit me in the head, bro. You should have said, get out of there. Get out. Get out. I'm telling you, now's right. the time. Right. Ain't now ain't time. Now's the time. They, they, they gonna swim tonight, man. You need to get up out of there. <laughs> you know what? I can't out with him. So, basically, we're gonna be God to sit here until you playing. So, basically, like, my take at this point as I'm going on this identity journey, I'm trying to see myself correctly. I'm realizing you are only responsible for your response to life. You are not responsible for the way life goes at you, but you are responsible for how you react to it. So when I think about that question now, I would say that basically you can only water seeds that are already in the ground. Um, a truly secure woman cannot be made insecure. So basically if I'm already really insecure, what you do, you just water in a seed. That's that's my whole thing. You watering a seed that's already there versus if I'm confident because you can do something like you can cheat, you can act up, but that's not going to make me insecure because if I'm really confident, you can't you don't have the power to steal that. And if I'm really confident and I know who I am, I'm not going to choose nobody who's going to be cheating on me. Right? Well, that's yeah, my thing. Yeah, you're not going to stay with nobody who be cheating on you. Yeah. And you're going to do a better job of choosing. Because you can't control if they do. But for the most part, you, you're you going to recognize a, a counterfeit way quicker if you know who you are. Yeah, that's my take. I mean, some some people be Halloween year-round. You don't know <laughs> what kind of mask they got on. Sometimes you got to watch them. Gotta watch. I believe that, but then I'm I'm gonna be real. Like, and it's a little it's a little churchy, but I do believe that. Like me and you notice, and you always be like messing with me. You be like, oh, the spirit, only what the spirit say. But I really like live by the Holy Spirit. So like, look, <laughs> he making a face, y'all. Y'all can't see it, but y'all, she be doing this little <laughs> twitch eye thing. She be like, y'all, be like it's a spirit or something. Like, Y'all, Don't y'all, do it like y'all that. gotta see it. I'm telling you, they need to take, they need to steal that and put it in some. So basically, what I'm saying though is, is like it really is the Holy Spirit though that helps me make decisions, and I don't always get it right, but I do feel like when He is leading me, I do get it right. So I just feel like you ain't gonna pick that guy because God gonna like block. He gonna block. So we're going to get ready to wrap this up and I just really wanted to make sure we understood what the false labels are, what the false identities are on women, just because that's probably the largest population that I'm speaking to right now. And that's that's where we at with it. So we got to wrap, I know. Um, we just appreciate you, Mr. Taylor. So we're going to kind of get to the men real quick. We're going to um, 
uh, look, I gotta watch him because he make a joke about everything. I was about to say I'm gonna hit it and quit it, but then I was just like, that's gonna be a whole yeah. Don't make Jeez, a joke. Yeah, he on the Lord, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what illegitimate identities have been placed on men, like especially single parents? And you know, you was in a you was a, really just a single guy with no babies for a long time. So, um. Y'all, y'all gotta see him. He, you would never know how old he really is. It's, it's a trip. But potion, baby. Eat, eat clean. <laughs> run your mouth. We, we got. Water. We actually have a question at the end that will allow you to tell us what you do <laughs> to be so awesome, right? But uh, basically, like now you are single parenting. You are a dad. So, what kind of identities you feel like, just in general, um, been placed on men? Uh, especially those who are single parenting or like you said been raised by a single parent and I think you talked you touched on that uh, a little while ago like what labels do you think get placed on men and boys um, because that's gonna bring us to um, plug this amazing curriculum he has for children but there are labels that oh you're the product of a single parent household or you know I feel like to be real single dads like they're winning like that's almost like sexy to people or something oh you have your baby i don't know whereas with single moms it's almost like a charity case um so what what kind of labels do you feel like been placed on men uh single parents i mean single parents and dads i mean first of all we really slick none existed not in the sense of uh ain't nobody being a single parent it's just you know it's just i mean the love is there. The love is there. Um, I'm being I'm being funny. Nah, for real. Uh, I mean, it's not really. I mean, honestly, like you said, we get a lot of love. Like it ain't nothing like that because it's not being seen. It's not being pushed and whatnot. Um, so of course, you know, we get all the love. We get all the hey, go ahead and line. You got your daughter with you. Type of things <laughs> and like whatnot. That. Crazy. Uh, and. There is, honestly, I mean, even with the court system going through that stuff, just being honest, like, it's it's love. I thought it was going to be the other way around because me, I'm, I'm not a hard guy to deal with or period. You know, I'm real easy going. So, for the most part, I'm not trying to make nothing difficult anyway, but, uh, or take anything personal, like, anything like that, if something was to come my way. But just far from what I'm hearing and about single dads, though, like I said, we winning. Um... <laughs> Uh, long that as we sucks. do, I mean, because, but I mean, cause it's like, you know, I didn't meet my dad until I was 25 years old. I in the thirties. Yeah, you, you getting older. You getting older. You might not So, uh, it's this, you posting, uh, number 99. Oh, child. Um, but I meet my dad, I like 25. So for the most part, you know, and everything that's, and, and now I'm, I'm really getting, I'm really specifying, yes, urban, black. Because uh, that's what I am. I am that. Uh, and growing up, uh, like I was speaking with a friend of mine, she was like, "How? Like what image? Or like what? What? Growing up without a father, how that? How did that? What? How did it affect me? Or like what images? Like what was going through my head? And I was like, yeah, I had friends who had families and whatnot, and I've always wanted to have that, um, that image or be in that setting of a whole family and whatnot. Um, and in in more more to that hell, I just want my dad to be around. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but being the fact that it was so common, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't even like. I, I mean, now that I go through therapy, 
we didn't show the emotion, but growing up, it wasn't no emotion. It wasn't even a thought. It was just like, wake up. It was like, you know what I mean? You just live. It wasn't nothing to think of because it was so common. Um, but being the fact that things have changed and whatnot, we are more of more knowledge growing up because information is out there. Not to mention, um, people, I mean, people do change. Like, I'm not like my father. I'm actually with mines and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, we winning. I mean, uh, now, I do want wife, but <laughs> for the most part, uh, from the court systems to just in general, it's number love. And that's crazy to me because, you know, I, I, like I said before, sometimes I feel like it's the complete opposite for us as women. But I really feel like where the fail is, is like the label that you get for coming from a single parent household and now you talked about that and your mom the, the super mom with the oh, yeah. seven kids yeah like right and i haven't ever like so let me just go on and put it out there i haven't really told the people yet what i used to do but if they're they're putting together the pieces they'll figure it out so <laughs> i was not y'all i was not so uh, i've done a lot of things that wasn't exactly on the list but so what i will say though was in my previous profession basically that was a big deal like labels on people especially children mm -hmm. so what i'm saying to you is like i remember hearing all the time like oh they from you know they from a single parent household you know they mama she's single and it was almost like automatically you've already or if the child was was well behaved or smart or good at life they were like oh and they're from a single parent household you know what i'm saying it's like what are you trying to say so do you feel like any of those labels like came up for y'all or you I especially mean, as a boy as a boy and male at having the mama that we had and the stuff that we was taught far as of like is yours take it and whatnot it wasn't like um i didn't really feel as though i didn't get that that pushback because my mama was she was crazy <laughs> she was crazy like she was one of them if you do anything like a business i'm a, like she used to scream i remember that to this day she would call the better business bureau stuff like that she was crazy she report call and whatnot so we wasn't, we wasn't like, we, we didn't get that. I mean, I was a smart kid and whatnot, but I also was a tailor. And I say that because my brothers kind of set the forefront and every school that I went through, to, through, they went before me and they kind of reigned terror. So being the fact that I came in, um, they were already ready for me at, uh, just saying it like that. I'm just keeping it 1000 with you. Um, but they knew my mama didn't play and like, it was like the system was already set up for me. Um, so to for fail me, or win. Oh, the win. She is, it was, it, uh, uh, honestly, only because, like, all right, I say that because, like, I keep on putting the cape on her back only because, like, she put me, like, with groups of guys who, like, man, it was some guys, it, it's the 90s. It's, well, it's the 90s, period, in in urban. So, just imagine that. Um, honestly, it was rough everywhere. You all know what was going on. But for her to do what she done, do, had did by putting me in better surroundings with better older guys to give me some, you know what I mean? She put me in a position to win, like, because right. she knew for a fact that even at a younger age that her two sons who were born a year apart were hell, that <laughs> she has a baby boy, something got to shake. My dad did 14 years, you know what I'm saying? Even if my brother them in and out of jail now, like, I only did time for... A, 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 a traffic ticket that I forgot to go to court for. <laughs> FTA. Seriously. Like, that's it. Like, nothing else. So. And so, because she was intentional and she was proactive, you saw different results. And I think that's awesome. But that's what I was saying. Like, 
I'm saying from the outside looking in, the labels that the world is saying is like, and he came from a single parent home. Well, I can understand that. I mean, right. I'm, I'm a mentor I, with my nonprofit and the for-profit. I'm all in the school system. I've been in the school system for more than 10 years. Uh, and I see that a lot. Like, yeah. uh, smart kid, well obedient, dressed nice and whatnot. Oh, and then they see his mama come. Oh, so you, and they only see, keep, keep seeing his mom. And they, and he's in my mentoring program. And he, and she put him in my mentoring program because she's a single mom and she want him to have that male, male perspective, perspective yeah. and whatnot. But then they get that. Oh, you like, man, Lee, like, I mean, why um, she can't just be great? <laughs> like, why, why he can't just be great? Like. Why I gotta be oh be, like that? Just that mindset. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna I'm taking it back to the color because I do stuff in different school systems, mixed schools. You don't get that everywhere. But then I mean, even if the single parent is out there in that area, in that mixed area, you still don't get that out there. So that's that's a whole another talk for a whole another day. But go right, ahead. definitely, and we we're gonna get to that. But I do feel like you're right. It's like. Why can't he just be great? You know what I mean? And that goes back to what I said. I've heard in some religious circles, like the whole broken family mindset, like you automatically say that the family's broken because it's not two parents. But if that mom is doing the work by herself or that dad, because it's some dads raising some children and they doing the work. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just be an effective parent? And why can't the kids just be effective kids? And so that's, that's, awesome and so that kind of rolls into what we getting ready to do which is talk a little just for a little minute because we know you got to wrap up um for your curriculum um so that people can really go get some resources because if you're listening to me you're single parents and this is really this is not anything that is a personal benefit this is for me to say from a world that i know that children are lacking this is a great resource because i feel like the resource is helping people to understand things at a young age that we don't get in school like just through math reading social studies science like it's it's a character resource um so what can mothers who are single this is specific to mothers who are single do to build up their children specifically sons like what would you say you just said some of the things your amazing mom did yeah uh one thing she did was she put me with her old friend named papa charlie papa charlie had a long cutting <laughs> service and he also had uh, a relationship with different child care different child care services owner who uh he cut grass for but he also had a trash company and things of that nature. so he had two of them that he had me working for him on at the age of seven, eight, and I worked for Papa Charlie for I like till I like sixteen, wow, fifteen part time. Once I started getting other jobs, coming from Papa Charlie, but uh, that work ethic, that right there, kind of showed me what my strength was and stuff like that. Um, just kind of that's kind of like a little leeway into what my curriculum is and tell you about my curriculum. Uh, is go me greatness occurs mentally every day. Um, it's self-explanatory. Greatness does occur mentally every day, and my curriculum is set up for, it has three uh, main modules in there, kind of give you uh, uh, about your strength, um, kind of give you a, a strength finder, kind of give you some direction on where you lacking at or where you need to ba- basically need to be focused on to, in order right. to get to the goal. Not lacking, but basically where you, where you need to be focused on to get to your goal and to find out what exactly do you want to do in your life or what to do with your life uh, also there's a portion in there uh, that has a um, where you it teaches you to empower your circle empower uh, your uh, uh, circle basically like um, what we're doing empower your circle get with people mm-hmm. who are moving 
Um, also, uh, with uh, Go Me, there's another segment. Also, with Go Me, um, we do things such as career readiness, which kind of stems from the, the curriculum. Um, and with that, uh, give them more, uh, more uh, uh, exposure. exposure. I'm getting to it. Okay, I'm getting to it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to read in my head. Okay, the program within the nonprofit is called Max Exposure, and there we do career readiness, uh, things such as uh, teaching them. Well, we use the strength module to kind of give them a main focus on what they need to be focused on as far as career-wise. Um, I also do things as school tour, um, not school tours, but tours of different jobs to kind of give them a different perspective on where they would actually take to get a job because the economy is changing. They're not, I'm not, not dissing college or anything like that, but they really give you a, a, a real-life perspective and an example of what you need to get in this job. Like, bro, you don't need to be doing that. Stop wasting your time. Do you can, can you do this? Do you not do this? All right, well, go do this. Go do that. Come back and talk to me. Give me your resume. Keep in touch. You know, things of that nature, like one-on-one right. -on -one encounters with real-life people in real-life situations that help them and build them. Um, because I didn't go to college, like, and I'm... Um, I was able to find out what I was what I what I want to do. Um, I mean, I I know what I want to do, but basically, uh, I was just able to channel that. Um, and my curriculum would actually, with I mean, not actually, it does help. Um, find your purpose and your strength, and what do you really want to do? Um, I have a stuttering problem, and that was one of the main reasons why I came up with my cur curriculum. Um, because I had a lot of challenges, and I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I honestly didn't know. Um. And me having that, it kind of held me back. It kind of put me in a shell. So for the most part, um, me going through the school system, kind of seeing a lot of kids struggling with some of the things that I'm struggling with, not necessarily stuttering, but just being held back by something they don't even know because they don't know their strength. And my curriculum helps with that. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. No, I think it's amazing. And um, it's standards aligned, so it's in school system. So it, it teaches kids how to, like, read as well literacy comprehension I so forgot about that yeah you know and that's <laughs> in addition to that I was I was running out uh, in, in, in my head but it is, it is uh, and you busy because you got like 10 jobs so I know I can't keep you too much long that's why I was trying to like uh... I mean I was trying to get it all out I was trying to tell them <laughs> as much as I can about the programming the programs in which uh, and we're gonna put the links in the episode so you guys <clears throat> when you go if, if you're listening on Spotify via iTunes or Anchor, however you're listening, it'll be in the uh, episode today. The link to Go Me, correct, and it's and all band program. We have pro. I mean, we have uh, outside people coming in uh, to teach the kids. I mean, even on the virtual aspect, STEM uh, related act activities as well as financial literacy, and it goes in entrepreneurial course as well. Um, it's a lot, uh, but it's not. But it's a lot, uh, and uh, but it's all beneficial too. Even the adult mind, um, because and, I, yeah. I, I show some of the adults myself. They're like, "Oh, so what you got for me?" I'm like, "Same thing. Uh, apply it." I mean, because they looking at it like, "Oh, this is some good, good stuff." What you got for me? Technically, you really can be using that for yourself. Stop playing. And that's what I was gonna say because you do workshops for adults as well. But I think the thing is, is that what we're talking about today is you know our EYE our identity according to like how we need to see ourselves correctly through like a kingdom model like a kingdom identity but I think the thing that just being a single parent sometimes you feel like you don't have is resources right and so even something like this curriculum that you can go get a website Amazon we'll put all the links in there the thing about it is even if he wasn't here and he didn't plug this I'm telling you like I use it on my own kids <laughs> and the thing about that is is that not just using it is um having a way to say okay i in and of myself like we said in the last episode philippians 4 13 i can do all things through 
Christ that strengthens me. You can't do this by yourself. You need God to strengthen you. But then God is a God of resources. So you need to make sure you have ways to structure your life and give your kids something. And I feel like a lot of times the reason why we're broken adults is because we didn't fix the brokenness in the, the child in us. And so this is a great re resource for that. Um, yeah, oh, side, side plug. Uh, black people seek therapy. Uh, it's helped me out a lot. Black men yes. need therapy. Uh, get it. Don't don't run from it, bro. Don't be scared. Whatever you need to do to get in there, whatever you need to take to get in there, y'all take everything else to go every other place. Take that, get in there, sit, listen, talk, man. Talk, open yourself up. Don't be afraid to let loose or that emotion which what holds us back from moving forward and really getting closer to God right. and being scared, all that scared stuff. You be man enough and all the rah-rah stuff, but you don't need to be man enough to even take care of yourself and, so you can move forward in life for real, for real and help the younger people coming up under you. All right, that's it. No, I love that. I love that you said that because in reality, I'm with you. I, I have a therapist. I don't know about anybody else, but I think it is starting to become a little brown movement for people of color to say, yeah, I need therapy. It, it was like at one point, like, I don't need that. That was our community's thing, sort of, as far as culturally. But for me, like, I feel like with a kingdom identity, even if you're going to get your counseling through a pastor, everybody does need somebody to talk to. So that was one of the most valuable things you said. And as we just wrap this up, we just want to make sure that, you know, we know that as single adults, and I'm just going to say this because if anybody hears this podcast and knows Mr. Taylor, we are saying he's not married. He does. He did say a lot of times he wasn't white, but it doesn't mean he's available. So y'all don't hit me in the voice messages with yeah. how to find him because yeah. I don't, look, I don't know yeah. what his situation is. Look, yeah. child. I, I, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's over with. He's, he's single basically. By virtue of, like we said, he's not married. And we talked about what types yeah. of single there are. So, by keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, single adults. <laughs> so, we're both single adults and we're parents. <laughs> I'm done. So, we're both single adults and we're parents. But our, um, based on that, we know there are things that we're facing and trying to grow out of. And we would never want our children to have to go through. You said some earlier when you plugged your, your, your fitness routine and all that. What are some personal tools you would use regularly to empower your spirit mind and body on your journey to identity oh uh people of all people before you wake up can you give yourself some time to think can you drink some water don't touch your phone um yes. just have that just have that time to yourself digest everything like not just saying what's going on in the world today just period like what just get your mind to talk to itself i mean i'm sure it will once you open i mean once you wake, wake up and drink that water i typically wake up drink my water and i have i mean you can call it meditation you can call right. it talk to yourself whatever you want to call it it's just that me time this is i don't you don't like i know so many people who literally wake up and roll over and they open their eyes to the phone IG. it's like <laughs> and, it, and it don't even be a text it don't even be your text it be ig oh wake up Sorry, Snap. Y'all don't even get woke woke up to no more. It's just Facebook. Y'all go to bed. Y'all go to bed, Snap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you wake up to social media, and it's like you don't get your, yourself. You you didn't give yourself a chance for for today, like to fight anything that could be coming your way. Cause you whatever it is, I promise y'all, I'm I'm not big on you know spirits and all of that stuff. <laughs> but I am a firm believer in. I mean, I, I, all right, the spirit. You get what I'm saying. 
But it's just that that you just give yourself a chance to make it through the day with a clear mind to be able to uh, digest anything that may come your way and because that stuff feeds on your emotion and all type of stuff. I can keep going on and on. But yeah, first thing you wake up in the morning, don't touch your phone, don't do nothing, at least for 30 minutes. If you can get set up 30 minutes, if you ain't running late for work. Just sit there and just chill and just relax. Drink that water, relax, chill, and go and go about your day. And so you already said some things you do, like you therapy is for your, your journey. Like, that helps you because oh, yeah. I know that helps me. Yeah, you got to talk to somebody. I mean, like, not just anybody because, I mean, because first, you know how we are, man. What a therapist going to do? I don't need to talk to home. What, 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 is, what is a therapist going to do? Like, what, is, what, does, what does he know? What do they know? This is a great conversation. I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm not trying to sell you on getting a therapist, but I am trying to tell you to get a therapist. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I can go deep into what goes on, but you need to be there to see it. Like it really, it really did help me out and open up. And um, I ain't gonna say I'm getting closer to God because personally, I I've been a friend of the Bible, been a friend of Him and whatnot. But it just helped me re- release a lot of stuff that I know that's in the Bible that I go against, and it's like I know that was wrong. He, it's, it's too many confirmations. Let it go. Right. Basically. That's so good because I always say that therapy helped me address my issues, but the Holy Spirit delivers me from them. Right. So it's like a therapist does not deliver you. You can't worship right. them. You can't be like shaking when you can't get to them. Right. <laughs> but they make you be in an environment where stuff comes out of you that you would never say out loud. Like, when you get the right one, like he said, you everybody's not your therapist. They're not called to be a therapist, but... So, you got therapy, you got meditation, um, and then, oh, like you said... Oh, um, people, when this corona... I'm, I'm, we should be wrapping this up, and this is my last <laughs> thing, if she ain't got nothing else. Uh, hey, y'all gotta eat right. Um, cause that plays, that, that play, you know I was gonna go there last. You know, if I ain't say nothing else, y'all gotta eat right, cause that does play a part on the way you think, the way your emotions is, and all of that. Like, it really do play a part. Like, you just try to eat clean. I know it's hard. Uh, I know it's hard. That's food is hard. I, tr- I, I can't get on people by that. Like, I can get on people by not volunteering, about not voting. I can't get on people by not trying to eat, eat clean. Cause that stuff hard. That's like some, especially if you come from that family where y'all ate like that in your Real surroundings. <laughs> right, in your surroundings or the, or the household you live in, you ain't got no control over the kitchen. You doomed. Yes, and you know what? We don't have time for me to get into it. I'll get into it in other episodes. <laughs> right. But he knows that's partially why we able to get along a little bit too because we both like kind of think alike. And he, you know, didn't believe me at first, but I is, I'm going on she like two. No, I don't. Do not lie to these people on my podcast. <laughs> edit, edit. So for two years, I have not eaten chicken, pork, beef. And then like we've eaten together enough for him to know like I legit try to make intentional food decisions. I am not. Uh, super skinny because when I saw him today I was like see men suck they just go and breathe and they lose 20 pounds but the thing about it is is that I am healthier I know that for a fact and that came through this identity journey like really what he's saying like I didn't realize what I was putting in my mouth till I realized who was my like creator like your body is your temple and people really don't think about that they don't think about that so those are so good so good he got to go to one of his 10 jobs, y'all. So, um, basically, we appreciate those tools. They are healthy, wealthy, and wise. And what we're going to do is he going to be on more panels. Um, pray for us because we need more people to hold us accountable with time and our foolishness. But, basically, we just want to thank you for real for your time, your support. He's one of my most supportive 
um, people in my circle and you need that. You need people who are going to support you and I support him. And then it's like, we have other supportive people. Um, but we'll be bringing him back for purpose and partnership, some co-ed panels. He'll be like a slick co-host in a minute. Yeah. By that time I'll probably be married. Yeah. Yes. And then that's fine. Cause <laughs> I'm going to be, that's what I said. I'm going to be married. We are not, this is a season. So let me say that for the last part. This is a season. If you think that this is one of those platforms where we are encouraging you to stay a single parent to win, then that's just a whole nother label. That's a whole nother identity. You are not called to be a single parent by stars vision. That's why we said transforming and achieving righteously because we're transforming out of this through the purpose and identity, right? Um, so he might be married. That's good. I, I want his wife to come because she got a whole lot of on her hands. So again, look for the links to Mr. Taylor's incredible curriculum and empowering products. Um, and especially in this season, you at home, most of y'all don't have your kids in the camp because of all the stuff going on. It's a good resource and it's a workbook. The kids can do it. And they really do have reflection moments where they're like, Ooh, what am I good at? Ooh, you know what I mean? So I think that's going to be dope for people. Um, and we want them to grow socially, academically, and most important, spiritually. So thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you at Star. Yeah, I appreciate y'all time. I appreciate the conversation. It's very helpful, very good for the mind. And I will be back. Thank you, Mr. Taylor. And thank y'all. So we are about to go to our break. And uh, probably closing words, y'all, because this is about the longest episode I've ever done. Uh, we'll see what it looks like afterwards, but we really just know this is a good conversation. So I hope you listen to every minute of it when you hear it. Thank you so much for investing your time, and we just will be right back. Have a good one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us for such a lengthy episode, but we hope it blessed your whole soul, and I hope you listened to the whole thing. I know it was a time investment, but we know it was good for the soul, and that's the best type of food. So we just bless you as you go forward in your week, and we hope that we can be a blessing to you sooner than later in more ways than one. Have a great week, Star.